Yeah, hey, you tell them heaven is my destination. Until I reach there, I'm teaching this kingdom education. Hey, don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick. And don't be scared to cast the devil out quick. Cause your obedience will unlock a miracle, though. Don't act hysterical, radical, born again, fully. This is the Gospel Unbroken Podcast with Kevin and Alex. Let's awaken the lion. What is up, everybody? Welcome. I am Kevin, and as always, I got Alex with me. What is up, brother? You know, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot lately. Been uh, Well, I've been reading the... Tender Warrior by Stu Weber, a recommendation by Mike. You started it? Yes. Dude, what do you think? Very good. Oh, man. And I'm going to be honest. I texted Mike the other day, and it was like one of those like divine meetings where I got this book that I needed when I needed it. The hardest part is trying to put it down to really let what I'm reading sink in. Right. I want to read that whole thing, but I'm trying to approach it in the way that I think I've talked to you about before, uh, about a guy who said, you know, um, I can read a whole book and not get anything from it, but I can read one page a hundred times and let it real really sink in. So I'm trying to kind of like let it sink in. I'm trying to take it slow, but it is really hard to take it slow because it's a good book. It's a lot of information, but you do have to kind of read and then take a moment and think about how it applies to your life. So it's been a great read. And if you haven't started it, please, please get that book, start that book, and rise up, men of God. Rise up, brothers. Rise up. Yeah, I find that I, I, I struggle with that often when I read is I'll start reading and I, I'm not a good reader. I'm not a fast reader, but I also struggle retaining information. So I have to be very diligent about, okay, I'm going to read just this little bit. I'm going to take a couple notes, but then I have to like give my brain time to process or I'll get three pages further and forget what I just read. So it takes me a long time to get through books. I'm getting better though. Uh, You know, practice, practice, practice. I'm trying to be more disciplined in my reading. So with that, I feel like I need a notebook for everything that I read to write things down to remember. Because I've noticed with my reading and even with reading the Bible, like I write stuff down a lot because I don't retain that much. Um, because I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I get like mindfully distracted all of a sudden. I'm reading something and I'm like thinking about something totally different as you read. Yeah, I'm like, you know, halfway through the the chapter and I'm like oh yeah what just happened before all of this what did I miss it's like where were you like I was there but I wasn't yeah I'm also trying to perfect the I perfect is a bad word I'm trying to figure out a better way to take notes because my notes will be like my reading they're so sporadic and it's like there's no there's no order to the notes so then like I try and go back and figure out you know reframe or, or you know go back to something and kind of kind of get a better idea and I can't find it. So, you know, it's it's a growing pain for sure. It is. It is. Very much so. But we'll keep practicing. We'll keep pushing. And we'll we'll get better. Um, you know, nothing is that's worth it is easy in the beginning. So kind of think of it like that. 
it's it's worth it and it and I gotta put in the work. The other problem while we're on reading that I have is I'll read the Bible and somehow I find myself trying to read like two other books. So I'll read something and then I'll be go and I'll be talking to like Callie or, or you or somebody and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I read this and then I don't remember which book I actually read it in. So now I have like I, I, I've set the rule. One book at a time plus the Bible. So I just started a The Family Shepherd by Vody Bauckham. So it's I'm pretty excited. Nice, nice, nice. So what's up with you? What's going on? Oh man. Uh there a, a lot. One, I finished CDL training today. So I, I haven't had a day off in eight weeks. So I'm pretty exhausted, but it, it's good now. I I have a weekend to look forward to coming up, so I'm pretty excited about that. Congratulations. When is your test, your like final official test that you get your license? Next Tuesday. We'll be praying for you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and, and it was also kind of a it was kind of a challenging weekend for me. You know, I know we talked about it a little bit. Um I wasn't sure I even wanted to address this. You know, this is about God's word. This podcast is about Jesus. But I do think that this can be a great teaching moment on the grace of God, on the salvation that we can find in Jesus, a lesson on the hope that we all have in our Lord and Savior. So let's, let's talk about me. Let's talk about who, I, who, who Kevin was. Let's talk about the choices I made. By 12 years old, I was a drug addict. By 14 years old, I'd consumed almost anything and everything under the sun that would get me high or alter my perspective of reality. I had overdosed. I'd been molested. I mean, I was everything that went along with this. I was a liar, a cheater, a thief. I used people out of pure selfishness and self-preservation. I had only one person in mind. That person was me. I had zero care or concern for what pain and destruction I would leave in my path as long as it benefited me. This was me for decades. Well into my adult years, I was an alcoholic. My heart was hardened with hate, jealousy, rage, anger. I was selfish. I, I, I mocked Christianity. I persecuted followers. I denied the very existence of Jesus. Everything that you hear of me was, at one point or another, probably true. But let's turn to the Bible. Paul was a follower of Jesus Christ, who famously converted on the road to Damascus after persecuting the very followers of the community that he joined. However, Paul is better described as one of the founders of religion rather than a convert to it. In the New Testament, we have 14 letters that are traditionally assigned to Paul. Galatians, Philippians, 1 and 2 Corinthians, Romans, just to name a few. Let's talk about another figure in the Bible. Matthew. Matthew first appears in chapter 9 of the Gospel, where he's sitting in a tax booth, and Jesus simply says to Matthew, Follow me. Many of Jesus' disciples, including Matthew, were unpopular choices because of their careers or their social standings in the Jewish culture. When Jesus called Matthew to follow him, Matthew was a tax collector. 
This was a frowned upon profession by most Jews at that time. Not because of the idea of taxes, but because tax collectors worked for the Roman Empire. Uh, They weren't very honest. They lined their pockets with extra money. Or how about this one? Moses. Exodus 2 verse 11. One day after Moses had grown up, he went out to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Glancing this way and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian, and he hit him in the sand. Exodus 2.15, when Pharaoh heard of this, he tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled. Moses was a murderer on the run. Or better yet, how about this one? Simon, or Peter. Peter was one of the first followers of Jesus Christ, one of Jesus' closest friends, an apostle, and a pillar of the church. Peter was enthusiastic, strong-willed, impulsive, but for all his strengths, Peter had several failings in his life, and still the Lord who chose him continued to mold him into exactly who he intended Peter to be. Peter showed himself to be impetuous to the point of rashness. It was Peter who took Jesus aside to rebuke him for speaking of his death and was swiftly corrected by the Lord. It was Peter who suggested that they build tabernacles to honor Moses, Elijah, and Jesus and fell to the ground in fearful silence at God's glory. It was Peter who drew a sword and attacked the servant of the high priest and was immediately told to sheathe his weapon. It was Peter who boasted that he would never forsake the Lord even if everyone else did. And later, Peter denied three times that he even knew the Lord. So listen, guys. Jesus forgives unfaithfulness. I mean, just look. After he'd boasted of his fidelity, Peter denied the Lord three times. You know, it seemed that Peter had burned his bridges, but Jesus lovingly rebuilt them and restored Peter to service. Peter was a former failure. But with Jesus, failure is not the end. I say that again. With Jesus, failure is not the end. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful. For he cannot disown himself. 2 Timothy 2.13 Over and over, we need correction in our lives. Peter needed correction. And the Lord gave it. With patience, firmness, and love. The master teacher looks for students willing to learn. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Psalm 32, 8. Jesus will always see us as he intends us to be. I mean, the very first time that that they met, Jesus called Simon Peter, a rough and reckless fisherman. In Jesus' eyes, he was a firm and faithful rock. For he says he, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Philippians 1.6 Jesus will always use the unlikely. Peter was a fisherman, but Jesus called him to be a fisher of men. Luke 5.10 Because Peter was willing to leave all he had to follow Jesus, God used him, and he used him in, in miraculous ways. As Peter preached, people were amazed at his boldness because he was unschooled and ordinary. But then they took note that Peter had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus will make all the difference in your life. 
we do not have to remain in the box that we once put ourselves in. And when Adam committed sin in the garden, God knew man would never be perfect. Everything from that point on would lead to the very crucifixion of Jesus, the Son of God, for one reason, to atone for all of man's sin. That includes me. That includes you. All of us are forgiven in Jesus. We must repent and turn to God. But in that, we can be born again. So, yeah, I was all those things. But now I'm in Jesus. And for that, I have hope. What I will say is that nobody said the journey was going to be easy. Nobody said it was going to be a walk in the park. We all have a place where we came from, and we're not all necessarily proud of where it is. But there's the beauty of that we can change that. We can be new. We can be cleansed and redeemed, right? It's just like when you get baptized, right? The old you, hey, homeboys, he's gone. He's dead and gone. It's the guy who comes up on the other side of that water. Right. And I think the biggest thing, right, like accountability is huge. But to me, the biggest thing is in that process of accountability is support. Right. The people around you. Right? I got some. They talk to me. We can kind of, you know, chat back and forth a little bit here and there. And it may not always be like perfectly consistent. Right. That we reach out, you know, every day, every other day, once a week. But we, we talk to each other. We support each other. We talk about things. Right. And that's what's important. You got to surround yourself with people you can talk to about stuff. Um, kind of like we discussed with Mike, he's got his guys that, you know, he talks to and he calls them accountability partners. I, I now that I've, I've kind of looked at it some more, it's more like, you know, su- men of support, like just they're your support. They're there to help you, to encourage you when things are tough, right? Or you feel like you're not doing the best that you can. They're there to, to remind you that, hey, keep, keep pressing, keep pushing, uh, keep doing what you can. It's not always going to be easy. They're going to be hard times. But we can get through them. And that's what's amazing about about the body of believers, right? You have all those people that can reach out to and help you uh, through that. I mean, even like when you look at the, you know, the story of of Jesus and his life, right? Like even he when he went back to Nazareth, they were like, Hey, like, you need to go, dog. You're not welcome here. And he's like, but like in my mind, I'm like, this is where he's from, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you would think that everyone would support him. But they, it, it's not always that way, right? And you're, there are no guarantees that wherever you, that where you go, people are always going to support you. Yeah, it, it it was interesting because I I didn't question like my faith, but I I I was I found myself asking like, why, why why are, why are the why are the why is this attack coming on me? Like I. I don't understand. Um, and I, I found, cause, cause I, it's like, I just have to go to scripture. And after we had a conversation, um, cause we, we talked about it, you know, and you, and you told me like, Hey man, it's good. It's going to happen. And so I was like diving in. I was trying to figure out like, why, why is this happening though? And in Timothy three twelve, it says, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. 100%. And so I I, I think it, in that context, it goes back to kind of like, 
what we've talked all about, like talked about all along, is we're not alone. Like, hey, brother, you ain't alone, and you can go back, and that's not the only account. It goes all through Scripture. Like, they were all persecuted, and like, if if the worst thing I'm dealing with is some words, I think I can stand firm. Yeah, I mean, you got to think too. Back then, it was a lot tougher too, right? If you needed support, you, you like had to write a letter and send a pigeon and. On a wait stone. For a to come flying back, you know, yeah. like it, it might have taken a couple of days. Like now you can pick up the phone. Like, hey, instant connection. Let me help you, right? Um, let me support you. Let me get you through this. And and that's that's nice, right? You have that. It's good. And lean in on that, right? You have a lot of folks who are going to support you, right? But one thing I really want to emphasize on is who you were doesn't matter anymore. Who you are in Christ, that's what matters. Moving forward from from this moment on is what matters. Like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things, and they're going to be things that are eventually going to be in the past, and we kind of kind of move on from that and move forward. Like, we can't, we can't grow if we're stuck in yesterday. Like, growth is a, is a thing you do every day, and so we have to move past yesterday to start growing today and tomorrow. Amen, brother. So I guess that that, that would kind of lead me to the next question of what is spiritual discipline? What does that look like? What does that entail? You know? Oh, that's a that's a good question. In the essence of of spiritual discipline, I would say praying is like a a, a massive one, like one that you really got to grab hold of. And, you know, even early in your faith, that's probably, to me, the biggest one is to, to start creating that line of communication with God and, and talking to him and opening that door. And what I want to read to you is Mark uh, nine twenty nine, And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. So we talked a little bit earlier, like I, I'll read my Bible and I'll jot things down. I'll write things down. So I took a note on that that specific verse there. And I wrote, uh, we do not always have the strength to change. This is why we pray, God, give me the strength to do the things I must do for myself and my family. I cannot do it alone, so I pray with faith and humbleness because I can only do it with the help of my God. So I kind of took that note, and I really was trying to drive home to myself that all the things that I struggle with can only be driven out with prayer, right? Like if I want to change something about myself, I got to pray and pray and pray. And as I continue to pray and open that line of communication with God, I start to kind of think about it more, right? So I start to subconsciously start to make these changes and they start to stick, which is awesome. And if it wasn't for me having that that uh, time with God and talking to him about how to address it, I don't think I would have done it, right? I prayed and prayed. And not, not, I don't want, want to say address it because I don't always know the way to do it at the time. But um, as I read and, and continue going through Scripture and, and eventually something comes up, um, and sometimes it might be weeks or months before it comes up, how to, how to address it. And, how to deal with it. Uh, so that, that to me is probably one of the biggest ones. And there's other ones too, man. Like, you know, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Other, uh, 
disciplines. Well, I, on that, I, I mean, I think that's interesting because we've talked about it before, and you know, we kind of talked about it um, with Mike on the podcast that that's probably one of the the hardest things for men in their faith to do is pray. And so I found it interesting that for you, the top, one of the top first go-to disciplines is prayer. So, I mean, I, I think we need to hammer home on like how important it is to, to build that even, you know, all the great athletes and whatever, you know, people have been successful have said, you got to do the things that you're most uncomfortable doing in order to be great. And so how do we, how do we become great at praying? Well, we got to do it first and foremost, you know, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, like, I don't pray nearly as much as I should. Nearly. Uh, I'll miss dinner prayer. I'll miss prayers when I'm struggling. Like this week, I'll tell you, the first thing I did wasn't pray. Like the first thing I did was kind of like start asking myself questions instead of asking God the questions. And so I think that's, I don't know, I I, I just found that interesting that that was your first discipline. Yeah, it's funny because right, like, you say that I, cause I do still do that. I still do the same thing. Like I look for the answer right here, but it's not right here. It's, it's with God. He, he has it. And I'm sitting here like trying to figure it out myself. And, um, you got to just talk to him, just open that door and, and have that, that line of communication rolling, start talking and, and, and really diving in deep with him. It's okay to, to be upset when you talk to God too. It's okay to be mad. You know, I, and I think one of the reasons, uh, men struggle with it, struggle with it is because, um, men have a lot of pride. And so I think when you, you're coming to God about something, you, you really got to humble up real fast and say, Hey, I, God, I, I'm struggling with this. This is tough. This is hard. I don't know how to handle it. And, um, the pride in me, the man in me, I guess, in essence is like, I can do this on my own. But we don't have to. We don't need to. Like we can just take it to God. Like I don't have to have the answers. I don't have to know everything because I know my God knows it, and I just got to go to Him with with the situation and let Him resolve it and continue to bring it to Him. That's one of the other things too. I, I think I told you about the other day. Um, I had these uh these folks I was been praying for and kind of stopped praying for them. And then, like, something came up, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should start praying for them again. Um, and I was like, I need to just pray for them, like, not stop when, you know, it, it seems like things are going well. Like, all right, that's done. We're good. God took care of it. No, like, keep talking to God about it, right? Pray without ceasing? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, Hebrews uh, twelve eleven says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. So it tells us right there, you know, stay disciplined when it's painful and the harvest that God's going to provide is going to be worth it. It's funny that you say that because I think that it it is um, difficult to pray sometimes for the same thing over and over and over because you do, and you do get to those points in life where you're like, man, I feel like God's just not listening. Like, he is, this is something he don't care about, but he does care. He cares about everything, right? Um, so yeah, I would say it is difficult. It is hard. It It is a struggle because of that, but you just keep taking it to him. You just keep talking to him in that talking to him and communicating with him. You, you got to start to, to know him 
And what I mean by know him is read your Bible. Read your Bible, get to know him in that in that sense. Romans 15.4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instructions, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. There you go again. It's right there in the scripture, which is why I said I think that for me would be a very strong discipline is staying in the word. And and again, there's mornings I miss it. There's days I miss it. But, you know, like we were talking about earlier, I'm thinking about it. Doesn't mean I can't be better. Doesn't mean I need to do more. Uh, This morning I was talking to my oldest daughter and she says, I asked her if she read her Bible and she goes, no, I said, I said, I read mine. She goes, well, you always read yours. It's funny because what she doesn't know is that I don't always read mine. It reminded me to make time to read it, to take the time, get in there because they're watching. Our kids are watching. They're seeing how we do life. And I want that to be important to them, but I have to make it important to me to make my relationship with God important so that they can see that, so that they can learn that and begin to develop that relationship with God through knowing him in his word and talking to him in their prayer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked about that when we were talking about fatherhood. You know, they, they see us. But at the same time, we we know the things that they don't see that we're doing. And it is on us to share that with them if it is of spiritual benefit to our children. You know, humble ourselves in that moment. Like you said, you know what, Ava? I don't read it every day. I should. But dad falls short too. I wish I would have said that to her, but I did not. But there will come a time when we have these conversations as she gets older, as she begins uh, to develop her relationship with God, where where she's going to have some tough times. And I'm just going to have to, you know, say, hey, I've been there, you know. And that's kind of the thing that, uh, what I think is so cool about this podcast. we We talk about places where we've been, where we are, and where we are going. And that's going to, you know, help others in their journey, right? It's this isn't easy. This is difficult. I mean, like I've like I told you today, um and I hadn't said anything to you until today is, you know, I don't I don't listen to these because it drives me crazy hearing my own voice, but I it's tough. It's hard, but I know that you know, there's purpose behind it. You know, I've heard some really good feedback from some folks. It was really encouraging. Yeah, we, guys, we appreciate that. Um, I'll be completely honest and completely transparent. This week when I was struggling, those played a big part in me saying, no, they're not going to win this fight. God is almighty. There's no power that can can take him like he's got my back i know this is what he wants us to do and and your guys's uh feedback strongly encouraged me to keep going so i just want you guys to all know that i greatly appreciate it they were 
they were received wholeheartedly. Oh yeah. And you know, um, in that, like hearing what some folks had to say, it was really good. It felt really good. And you know, it also reminded me of this, um, you know, you and Mike and I talked about, you know, if we do this and it only reaches one, it's totally worth it. And what's funny about reaching the one is, is like, you know, the Bible talks about like, leave the 99 for the one. I was literally going to say that. Yeah. Like I was waiting for you to stop and say, he left the 99 for who? One. For the one. And that's, and that's what's, what's cool about it. Right. Um, and that's why we really pushed like bringing other folks on and, and having them tell their story because our story may not resonate with a single soul and that's totally okay. But if somebody that comes in here and talks and they reach somebody out there and they, and that brings them to faith, totally worth it. Totally worth it for them to get to know Jesus. And that's what's awesome, right? And it's awesome to hear these sto- uh, these stories of of what's going on in people's lives and and the struggles and the difficulties. But what to me is so freaking awesome is they always are like, I reached out to my buddy, to my support. He had my back, and we talked, and he prayed for me, and he he imparted some wisdom upon me. And usually, the wisdom is like straight from the word of God, like something from like a, a Bible verse or scripture or something in here. And that is awesome, right? Cause that's like part of your growing is knowing God and, and through this, through your reading and you know, these other folks are imparting some wisdom on you from the word of God. And that's what's awesome. You, you're reaching out and you're supporting one another and you're navigating this. Um, the discipline of spiritual growth, it, there's a lot to it. A lot more than I know. I mean, I'm no, I'm no theologian by any stretch. I mean, I'm just talking from from my own experience and from my heart on some things. Um, Luke eleven twenty eight says, "But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Even more blessed are those who hear God's word and guard it with their lives." What does putting it into practice look like? For you on a daily basis. I could say um, right along the lines of this podcast, but not on the podcast. Right. I took it to heart when I read, he who acknowledges me publicly, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. I, 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 I took that and like that, that hit hard. So for me, putting his word into practice is sharing his word. And at CDI school or CDL school, I don't know if any of these guys believe in Jesus. Hey, you guys should check out this podcast. I didn't even say it was mine at first. Just like, you guys should check out this podcast. Oh, what's it about? Oh, it's about, you know, Jesus and, and God and being men. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. And I, I, I don't know. I know a few of them came back to me. I was like, oh man, that was pretty good. And I was like, yeah, me and my buddy started that. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I hit them all, but like that's, I got to spread it. I mean, there's tons of other ways we can put it into application, right? But that's a big one for me. It's like, I just, I just need to talk about it. I don't know everything, but I think talking about it will trigger, like you said, it, it opens the door for conversation, right? Like the story of the guy 
who went to Auburn and was friends with Charles Barkley, you could open that door just by starting to talk about it. And that guy could have tenfold the knowledge and wisdom of Scripture that you do. And now, and now you have the opportunity to gain that information. But if I don't ever open that door, if I don't ever talk about it, that, that chance is off the table. Isn't it nice that it doesn't say you have to know everything before you talk about it? I, I honestly, dude, I thought that's how, that that was a a fear I had before I started this podcast. I don't know enough. How can I how can I sit down and talk to people about this? I don't know enough. You don't have to. Just talk about it. Yeah, just, the biggest thing is you, you got to know Jesus. That's a that's step one, right? You know Jesus. You talk about how awesome he and great and awesome he's been in your life and the great things he's done for you, right? The things that have changed for you. Um, you know, your testimony of who you are is going to reach a lot more people um, than you think. But you got to be willing to talk about it. The hard part. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. But it goes back to, to doing the things that are uncomfortable yeah. is ultimately what we need to do. You know, like nowhere in scripture does ever say, follow me, this will be easy. No, he actually said the ex- the, the complete opposite. If you follow me, you will be persecuted. And what did they do? I'm coming with you. Yeah. Because they knew the redemptive power. They 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 knew what was at stake. I have to follow you. Because this is the greatest decision I'm ever going to make in my life. It has been the greatest decision I've made. I mean, lots of ups and downs throughout. Um, but really getting back into it and really focusing on um, the time I spend with God has been truly amazing. Just seeing the growth in myself, seeing the relationships that I've built are being more centered around God and the relationships that my, I introduced to my family are, you know, the same. They're, you know, bringing folks around and, and talking about how great God has been in our lives. And has, God has really put some really awesome people in my life lately. And man, like, uh, we talked to one of them earlier. Um, my, uh, my neighbor, um, awesome guy, great Christian, great family. Um, you know, God has put some people in there and in my life. And we, we've talked about, you know, how grateful and thankful we are for what God has done for us. Um, and you know, that guy, I see him as a very disciplined person, you know? Um, and once, you know, he gets, come out and be on the podcast you'll kind of understand why the folks listening will understand why I see him as such a disciplined person because he did something that I I don't think is easy by any stretch um not at all yeah I don't even know the whole story but I I know what he did yeah it's not it's not like a common thing that you hear people doing um but he did it and he his family did it and you know they did it through through the grace of God um through God navigating them through that journey and really uh, coming out on the other side of it with an amazing testimony of of being uh, blessed by God and in blessing others with what God blessed them with. Truly amazing story. And that, too, is a part of the this disciplines of spiritual growth, I believe, would be, you know, like I said, sharing, sharing God with others, sharing the love of Jesus Christ and the blessings uh, that he has given you. That's why we go down to the most basic, simple concept of tithing, right? I'm giving you this not for 
you to store treasures, but I'm giving you this to share with everybody else to, to share the holiness of God. And so, yeah, I mean, spot on if that, that has got to be a discipline is we have to share what we have. We have to share what God has given us. We have to share the information, the, the knowledge, the lessons, the you name it. We have to share it. Yeah, it's, it's funny because my buddy was telling me uh, just a minute ago about a story like, um, he's like, you know, it's like when your cup overflows, it's not for you to consume more. It's for you to fill the other cups around you. Yeah. It's not for you to just take it all in and keep it to yourself. It's for you to share it with others and to, to bless them too, which was and, awesome. And how many of us have that human nature that, you know, when we're not disciplined in this word and we're not, we're not, don't have accountability guys or, or support men, how often is our first thought like, oh man, I got more. I got more. So again, that goes back to like, we have to, we got to be disciplined in that, you know, cause that's the human nature, right? We're selfish. Mankind is selfish by nature. Now we can combat that with the love of Jesus Christ and God, but like the sin nature of man is selfish. Psalms one nineteen thirty six, turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. That's in there because that's in a, that that's our nature. So we're being instructed to turn away from that and turn to the godly way. Proverbs eighteen one also says, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. It's like we can't be we can't be selfish as men. One of the things that's Kind of inter- interesting when we talk about discipline. It's like um, the short-term pain for the long-term gain. Yeah. Tell me more. So, like, for example, by, like, what I mean by, like, short-term gain, like, really, you know, like, I've been trying to spend my time a little bit differently in the morning. You know, like, pray, praise God, and, and spend time with Him in His Word. Like, in a sense... I think it, in a weird way, I think it's like mentally painful. And like this weird way, it's like, um, it's like painful because I have to get up earlier. <laughs> I know that sounds so dumb, but honestly, I'm like tired. So I'm like, hey man, I just want to sleep. Like I could sleep this extra 15 minutes instead of giving these 15 minutes to God. So like the short term pain is like forcing yourself to, to get up, forcing yourself to make the time. But the long-term gain is that relationship that you're building with him, right? Where you, you're really growing in your faith and you're feeling more like your foundation is, is on, the, on the rock and not on the sand. You know what I mean? So how do you force yourself to do that? How do we, along the lines of any of these disciplines, how do we, how do we apply to make this, those happen? You know, like for you, you know, you can't speak for everybody, but like for you, how do you, what, what makes you fight through that? Step one for me is holding myself accountable. The hard part, right? I don't always share like a lot of these things that I'm doing with other folks. Cause like the first part of it is one, I want to make sure it's like, like my heart is in it. My head is in it. My mind is in it. I'm in the right, I'm in the right place to be doing this. Yeah. And so I'll try to do it myself for a little bit. 
and kind of, you know, talk to God about it. I'll keep it between me and God for a bit. And then with time, I'll kind of talk to some friends about it. I'm like, this is kind of what I'm trying to do, you know. And then yeah, it's funny because sometimes your friends will hit you up like, hey, uh, how was your your time with God this morning? Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. I don't know. I, so tell me. And then you're like, uh, you know, I really didn't make time for God today. I'm be honest. Right. Um, it happens. It's tough. Um, so the short term pain is, is, you know, that first step for me with the short term pain was holding myself accountable. Right. And then in the process of like the short term pain was letting someone else know and then them holding me, you know, accountable, but also supporting me in the journey. That's tough. But the long-term gain is the relationship that I'm building with God and how it affects the people around me and how it affects others and how I, how through that I can bless others with um, with prayer, praying for them, um, imparting some wisdom on them, um, you know, giving them something they need to, to hear from the Word of God um, that is that is also in relation to the journey of where they are, right? Um, so yeah, it, the short term pain is is rough, but the you have to think of the long term gain. Like, what are you getting from it long term, right? Not only does that short term pain become eventually somewhat normal, right? In this as in this scenario, it becomes um, a long term gain in the fact that like it affects my children, my wife, my friends, right? They see that. And then they know that there's something different. And then they ask about it and you kind of talk about it, right? And you help them and they help you in your journey. We're just lifting each other up, supporting one another. So to me, that's like the short-term pain. The hardest part is the beginning, right? Until you see the fruits of your labor. Like that's the hard, that's the hardest part. It's like, you know, going to the gym. It's hard to get up at 3.30 in the morning and go outside and go to the gym or, or whatever it is. It's hard. But then you start to see the fruits of your labor and it becomes easy. That short-term pain, you're now seeing the long-term gain. And I think that applies to anything spiritually. The short-term gain of, and it's, it's just tough for me to, to get up and pray. It's just tough for me to sit down and read my Bible for 10 minutes in the morning. I'm not a good reader. I, you know, I, I'm too tired in the morning. I, the word doesn't resonate, whatever it is. But then you start to see the impact when it's undeniable that, well, I haven't done anything else different except for I've been getting up and reading my Bible for 10 minutes. And all these things are starting to formulate around me and these relationships are starting to change you start to see that and it, it it'll light a fire right? oh this is good so i mean you, like you said you just got to stick through the temporary pain because it's only temporary and let's be honest god's on your side you can do anything yeah i kind of think about to like our conversation with mike um you know he said he intentionally woke up every morning at 5.30 to get his workout in, you know, spend time with God, and then be there for his family and support them. Like, I'm sure in the beginning that wasn't easy. But now, 
like talking to him now, he still does the same thing. Right? He does. And his kids aren't even at, at home anymore, but it, he's still doing the same thing. And he's still able to be there for them early in the morning when they wake up. If they need something, right, he's he's available. Because that's who he, who he is. He navigated the short-term pain, and now he has um, reaped some of the benefits of the long-term gain of being there for his family, um, you know, spending his time with God, giving that time to God, setting aside that time. He's been very intentional with his life, and I think that the short-term pain was definitely there. I don't think that it, it, anybody, I don't think anybody just avoids short-term pain or whatever they're doing, right? Like you said, going to the gym, like short-term pain, it's like getting up, getting out of bed, all sore, hurting, like I could just lay here because my body still hurts, need some time to recover, but you're like, oh, I got to get up, you know? But that's, but in the, like, you know, a lot of that is like, uh, it's a you thing. Like that short-term pain is like a, you, you're holding yourself accountable to that. I love that you brought up the, the conversation, Mike, about being intentional. So like that, that would bring to the point of like, ask yourself, what are my intentions? If I want to get up and do A, B, C, or D, and it's going to have short-term pain for a, for a long-term gain, why am I doing it? What is, what is my intention behind this? Well, for me, if I want to sit down and read my Bible, my intention is because I want to get closer to God. That's a pretty big driving force. Like, that's a pretty strong thing pulling me, you know, to, to do it. So being intentional, yeah, what is what is the intention behind this? What is the end goal? What am I trying to, to achieve and hone in on that? Don't lose sight of that. You know, silence the noise of the, the again, short-term pain. Yeah, that's fine. This hurts but you see what's right over there. Yeah, that's good. And that's where I'm headed. And it don't matter what you throw at me. I'm going there. I think I'm going to make a t-shirt that says short-term pain and then on the back put first 15. First 15. Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of praise, and five minutes in the word. That is, that's good, dude. That, that's that's legit. I just, uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. should do that. Part, uh, patent it, copyright it. That's ours. We own it. It's here on the podcast. Nobody else can take it. So, Kevin. What you got? So, this week, what are you going to try to do for some long-term gain? What short-term pain are you going to start putting yourself through to get some, some long-term gain? I need to pray, man. That's that's the that, it's a very simple, but it is a very honest answer. Like, you, you heard when I was talking on the podcast with Mike, that like, I deflect that still to this day, you know, and... Again, part of it is for myself and part of it is for Mike because I have, you know, I hold him to, I have a lot of respect for him and I believe that he is still, you know, the spiritual leader of this family. So I want to give him that. But also at the same time, like, this is tough for me. I don't want to pray in front of all these people because I'm not good at, it, you know? So that is a challenge for me. So that, yeah, that would be, that would be number one is I need to pray every day. All right. Every day, because I'll be honest, I don't pray every day. Okay. Do you, you take a long car ride in the morning? Yeah, and I'm really good because my long car ride is all scripture, but now I can just chop 10 minutes off and pray. 
I, there's no excuse. I just I, I don't do it, you know? In the morning, sometimes when I'm driving to work, like if I don't pray like first thing right, like when I'm on my way to work, put on a little slow worship music, nice and low. And then as I'm driving, I just start praying, right? And, you know, like I've noticed like some mornings, like I'll pray all the way to the destination. And I'm like, man, like I didn't realize I had so much to pray about. <laughs> then, you know, you start doing it. You start doing it. I will say I started doing this like probably like two months ago. Maybe not even that long ago. Maybe a month ago. I don't know. But I just remember like the first couple of drives. I was like, mm, you know, like five, ten minutes. I'm like, all right, yeah, I think that's it. And then, you know, as I kept doing it and doing it and trying to be more intentional with what I'm praying about, I started realizing that, like, this time I'm spending with God, you know, even though I'm cruising my way to work, like, I started spending a lot more time with him, talking to him. And then the next thing I know, like, what I do, I typically work alone. I'm not around a lot of people. I'm sitting there and, like, I'll be working, and then I just start, like, praying. Like, I just start, like, having this conversation with God, like, I don't want to pray about this and about that. I forgot to pray about this. And I forgot to pray about that. And the next thing you know, it just becomes a more, um, uh, calm. It becomes more common, I guess. I have a question for you. What's that? When you're praying, and you're praying alone, do you do you speak out loud and pray, or do you pray in your mind? You pray in, in like how do you do that? It, it's a little bit of both. It's it's like I don't know. It like. Sometimes it's in my head, and sometimes it comes out of my mouth, and then sometimes it's back in my head. And it, like, bounces around. Like, it's not, like, anything that's perfect or, you know. It's it's just me talking to a friend is how yeah. I treat it. Yeah, for sure. I was just curious. Yeah, you know, so it's like. I'm the same. Sometimes I'm talking out loud, and then sometimes I'm just thinking, and then I start, like, thinking, you know, dear Jesus, like, man, please help me, but I'm not saying any words. Yeah. And sometimes I do it without, like, thinking about it. And then I'm like, and I was just praying. For a couple of minutes. Yeah. But I don't do it all the time, you know? But yep. so I was curious. So you got to gotta implement that short-term pain to get some long-term gain. All right. What about you? What are you going to do this week? I'm going to read some more. Um, I've been struggling with my reading because I'm trying to read a book and read the Bible, and I don't do well with both um, because they are so close, like the... Tender warrior, context. Tender warrior is, you know, discussing biblical things, and then yeah. I'm trying to read the Bible, mm-hmm. so I can't delineate the two as I'm reading. Like I used to read two books, but and it's funny, and people probably make fun of me, but it's okay. I would read like, like a few years ago, I would read like a self help book, and like a Nicholas Sparks book, because you can't, you can delineate the two. Like one is a a, a story about falling in love. Yeah. The other one is about, hey, stop being an idiot. Like, you know, you need to do these things to be a better human being. You do have a soft side, don't you? Oh, yeah. Bring them love yeah. stories. Dude, I love The Notebook. It's my favorite movie. Hey. We watch that on Father's Day. Every Father's Day. It's like a Really? Yeah, 100%. You ask me what I want to do on Father's Day, I want to watch The Notebook. I don't know why. I think it's just like this thing that happened and now I can't get away from it. It is okay. hands down my favorite movie. Off topic question. Send it. Fire from the hip, okay? Send it. First movie you remember you ever cried to. Oh, hundred percent the notebook. Was it? Yeah, that was that was hard. Like Okay. Yeah. 
like gr- growing up as a kid, we weren't like my like we weren't like crying wasn't like allowed. It's like we don't cry. We're we're <laughs> tough. And then as I got older, you know, the Notebook came out, and then I watched it, and I was like, man, this is so sad. They're dying together. Yeah. Then I read the book, and I will say they are totally different. So that's probably as close to uh, feminine topic as you're gonna get right here. I had to ask you that because the other night we uh, at Ben's group, somehow a group of men sitting around a table, we got on the topic of movies and crying and, you know, being fathers. And we got on that topic like, oh, man, I, yeah, I cried to this movie. And oh, I watched this movie and I was crying. So you you brought that up. I was like, I got to ask you, what's, what's the movie you cried to? Mine was uh, Armageddon. When uh when Bruce Willis pushes Ben Affleck back in and he shuts the door and he's getting launched out into space to never come back, I like. I think that was the first movie I ever cried to, and I started tearing up. I don't know what's happening right now. And then the Aerosmith song plays. What is yeah, that? yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's an Aerosmith song. I know that. Do you think that you've gotten softer since you've had daughters? <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. Man, That's that it. You there it is. Yeah, dude, I was, man. And I remember, I remember, you know, my mom, <laughs> she came in. It was kind of like looked at me. What's the matter? Nothing. <laughs> like she looks over at the TV and she goes, oh, I cried to this part too. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but yeah, uh, have I gotten, uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, only be, I think only because I feel like um, raising daughters is different than raising sons. Um, so I don't think like, I think like conversations have to be more in- intentional and like really being clear on what, you know, you're discussing and, and disciplining them with and about, you know. Um, I think in that sense it, it's challenged me to think more, which has been a lot harder. I am not a thinker. I'm like a, let's do it. What are we doing? All right, I'm in. And then, yeah. All right, so uh, what else you got? Thoughts, comments, concerns? I just, I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm with you, man. I don't want to miss anything. I, yeah. FOMO, man, fear of missing out. I don't want to miss anything. No, um, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, pretty good small talk. That's a pretty good one. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, Not sometimes, big. you know, sometimes, guys, that's, that's what it's going to be. You know, we're going to sit down and just kind of kind of chat. Uh, full transparency, we sat down and kind of had an idea, and I, I was the guy that was like, you know what? Let's just Let's just have a conversation about God. All right, guys, so on that on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Um, as always, we love Scripture, so uh, I'm going to say a prayer from Scripture. Alex, close us out, and uh, we will catch you guys again next week. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Dear Lord, come to you tonight. Uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for today. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk about you and talk about life and some of the struggles that we have. Uh, but I pray that 
in those struggles that you would help us and guide us um, to overcome them. I know that through you, we can overcome them. So I pray that we would give those struggles to you, God, and continue to give them over to you, even after we may feel things have gotten better and we're in the clear, but we continue to give them to you anyways, um, continuing to just seek you for our strength, for our guidance, uh, for our purpose. God, I pray that you would continue to just um, speak through us, God. I pray that you would um, help us to navigate all these difficult situations that arise in our life. And I pray for those out there listening that you would open their hearts and their minds. Um, I pray that you would help them to seek you, to grow in you, to know you closer, and to be the great uh, leaders that you've called them to be in their families, in their communities. Uh, Lord God, I thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, friends, stay bold, stay courageous, stay in the Word. Yo, hey, you tell them heaven is my destination. Until I reach there, I'm teaching this kingdom education. Hey, don't be scared to lay your hands on the sick. And don't be scared to cast the devil out quick. Because your obedience will unlock a miracle, though. Don't act hysterical, radical, born again fully, yes, evangelical. Hey, my commitment is consistent in my father's work. How can you say that you a Christian if you're not at work?